Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors with Hi, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah's over there too. Sarah, the hype girl, and also a counselor. Three anxious counselors. Well, we don't, we have not actually asked her if she's anxious. She's so anxious. Oh, okay. I yeah. think she claimed that actually early on. She did. Okay. Yeah. Um, anxious person in general. Who like to talk about deeply disturbing things? Yeah. Welcome. Our dear Abby Normals. You, if you want to see something really fun, become a Patreon. Uh, and I'm doing the plug now because it's only a dollar. It's only a dollar, and something great happened right before mm-hmm. this that you get to see. It's mm-hmm. it's all real, mm-hmm. real life. I don't get to go first, which is great. Ah, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them? Who's the fairest one of all? It's Sarah. I always say Sarah's the prettiest. No, no I'm pretty too. Not just in the world, not here. I, Those rules don't apply. I have very high self-esteem. I think I'm I'm fucking cute. <laughs> you are. Okay. <laughs> the queen in Snow White, right? We've all seen Snow White, the Disney cartoon. Ask the floating head trapped in the mirror this question. For years, he answers that it is her, the queen. But then one day, he says there is a new, fairer one in the kingdom, Mm. and it is Snow White. And we know what that leads to. Right. The poison apple, all that. (laughs) Tries to the refresh. It's been a little. Tries to kill Snow White. There's dwarves. So I'm going to talk to you about mirrors tonight. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good. I've mm-hmm. known some creepy mirrors in my time. Tell me about your creepy mirrors. Well, the one that I think of right away, remember the haunted house I did live in with the kids' rooms that were closed off? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a medicine cabinet that was probably from the 20s and had the mirror that's kind of like worn out, I guess I would say. Like mm-hmm. it's old, old looking, and it was creepy AF. It's creepy. Did you ever see things in it? besides what should be reflected uh no but the drawer under the mirror is what had the envelopes with the kids hair braided in it so generally creeped out Mm -hmm. right a little like i always like to do a little background a mirror or looking glass not right now i'm actually good okay i wasn't staring at my computer all day because i was dealing with a crisis so the more i stare at my computer the more my vision degrades like after the weekend, if I don't look at my computer, like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then by the end of Monday, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I look like a mole. <laughs> so a mirror is an object that reflects an image. Natural mirrors have existed since the beginning of time, such as the surface of a of water. Mm-hmm. But people have been manufacturing materials for thousands of years. Um, out of materials like stone, metals, and glass. And now our mirrors are backed with metals like silver or aluminum because they're highly reflective. Mm -hmm. And they're applied as a thin coating on the back of glass because it's naturally smooth and a very hard surface. I didn't even under, I don't think I've ever known how a mirror's made (laughs) until this moment. And I went, oh. This podcast is educational. If you knew that, before this moment you know snaps to you because <laughs> 34 years never heard that once we use mirrors commonly for inspecting oneself 
such as during personal grooming, hence the old-fashioned name looking glass. Mm, we're looking at ourselves. And that use dates from prehistory and overlaps with uses for decoration and architecture. So mirrors sometimes are used just, you know, to maybe bring more light into the room or reflect certain elements mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or in architecture, you know, as a design right. element. Mm -hmm. Mirrors are also used to view other items that are not directly visible because of its obstructions. Ooh, like up in the corners and buildings. So, the so, they can see so you don't crash into somebody. Mir and so this can include rear view mirrors and vehicles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which act as a parent's eyes in the back of the head. <laughs> Slowly being replaced by my backup camera, but yes. <laughs> no, to look at your kids in the back seat. Oh, see, I don't have that. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah, with the baby on the, the mirror on the back of the seat. Well, you know, if you have the kids back there and well, you're so you driving, so you can look and be like, what are they doing back there? Or have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So we have periscopes that can mm -hmm. see things that are like over a wall or around a corner. Or we have those curved mirrors that can see things that are around a corner. That's how like a lot of magicians and stuff do tricky things. Tricky. Mirror magic. Smoke yeah. and mirrors, as they say. See, what? See? Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Ooh. Distraction, deception, illusion. Pin that as a possible title. <laughs> and then... There are infinity mirrors, which show us a reflection that never ends. Have you ever seen those? Ooh, I would it just that. repeats over and over. It on Zoom calls, too. If you don't, if you try to um, share a window that's already showing the video, it just does this kind of just I tripping like over. I seeing it, so. a whole bunch of knees at once. Yeah, and it, it looks like it goes on forever in the like background. Fun house mirrors. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's fun house mirrors. That's terrifying. It's called the Hall of Mirrors. And they purposely distort our image and make it unrecognizable. Oh, like some of them make you like or super. Yeah, they're wavy. They may make us real tall. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, or like or both. And then you see a standard one, and you're like, "Am I distorted right now?" Well, I'm going to talk about that. All I will be talking about that <laughs> because. What, what we see in a mirror is always an illusion. Valid point. I like the chuckles as she drinks. <laughs> this morning you wait. <laughs> is not as good as our it's, usual. I was about to say, I'm not it's a fan not of the usual. taste. I didn't want to say that after what happened earlier. Become a patient. Yeah, if you want to know more. It's not only a dollar. It's a lot harder. It's a so, lot harder of a hit. And it's kind of dry without flavor. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is much more flavorful, but they were all out at the Rosars, <laughs> where I usually go. <laughs> so I looked into a person in psychoanalytic history that I'd never heard of before, a French individual called Jacques Lacan, and he okay. created um, stages of development theory, which I was like, I okay. never got taught that, probably because yeah. it's... French. Not, French, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, why wasn't I taught this? But it's really cool. He came up with um, these different stages, and one is called the mirror stage. Oh. Is oh, this where, is there, yeah, as I say, isn't that like with child, like with young kids, there's like a mirror stage of development when they're little? Yeah. 
but okay. I don't remember his name. No, I'm wondering if it's not like it one of those names that are like pounded into our brain. Like well, Erickson. It, well, I'm wondering if it got stolen by someone else that that got put into the theory. Like if he was like the originator of it and somebody stole it. Well, Got when it. I looked at him, he seemed yeah. pretty well known. I mean, he had a full Wikipedia page and everything. But if someone was like, that sounds good, I'm going to mine. Why don't I have a Wikipedia page? I want We one. should. I will Why know I rise. Just have a Wikipedia. Anyone can make a Wikipedia so. page, though. Why don't we have it? When I have a Wikipedia page, <laughs> I will know I have arrived. Where when I we have arrived, to make I'm it. not sure. When we have time Do to make our... I don't know how that works. I just I think individuals that... usually make them. So the mirror stage is the moment a child recognizes themselves in the mirror, and it's the critical beginning of realizing that they are an individual and not one with all that's existing around them. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they see themselves move. It's the identifying itself. Yeah, it's like that yeah. is me. So Lacan that all goes down, starts going downhill. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. Lacan <laughs> demonstrated that. Our identification with our reflection relies on misrecognition. Mm. So when we look in the mirror, we see a pleasing image of wholeness and project it onto a mental fantasy, which is our ego ideal. So his work as a psychoanalyst was focused on helping people get in touch with their authentic selves that the ego represses right i was gonna say this sounds very similar to like um like jung it. jung and like parts I like so like we uh, we are made up of different parts and there's mm -hmm. like the, the the goal of integrating basically right so he's kind of that psychoanalytic piece yeah i mean i definitely want to learn more about his stuff because he's really touted as like the most influential person in the Why history of touted? psychology since freud touted can that be in our wikipedia page um, <laughs> we are touted <laughs> touted out <laughs> that'll be the first line <laughs> deeply disturbing things touted out <laughs> our cameras on our phones mimic the reverse image we recognize from mirrors so this is not reversing no this is actual so it looks a little weird to us because it's not um mirroring it's not pleasing to our brain it's not showing us what we are used to seeing in the mirror mm -hmm. and so when we see images that aren't purposely flipped to look like our mirror image right then it looks weird to us you've said that a lot when we've recorded and you're like wait oh i got confused like it, it doesn't feel appealing to the brain because you know you might see things as yeah. uneven to you or like because our faces are not we're not symmetrical, symmetrical right? but we're used to seeing it in a certain way so when it's flipped it may be very disconcerting to us and unpleasing yeah. Because we get very used to, oh, this is me, and it's like, who is and that? see when we see other people, it's it's symmetrical, right? Like there's no no, or it's nobody's not. symmetrical. Well, but right, right, right. The image that we see when it's not um, designed to match our view in the mirror is actually what everybody else sees when they see us. That's right, what's right, right. the real mind fuck. Okay, I know. I'm say that. Like, I know that's where my brain is tripping. So say okay. it one more time slowly. So I'm looking at you. The okay. image I see of you is not the image you see in the mirror every day. Oh, so it'd be it the reverse. Oh, yes. 
okay. So sometimes I have to tell myself that when I see my actual image, mm -hmm. it's like, well, this is how everybody else sees me all the time. Like it looks okay. weird to me, but that's what everyone else sees. And I have to kind of like just make peace Ooh, with it. Which flip is better than you think about? <laughs> well, but probably the one you're used to seeing all the time feels more comforting. Yes. So in the mirror, you look at yourself more yes. than you would see oh, yeah. someone else's view of you. And all our phones and technology flips it, flips it automatically for us mm -hmm. so that we feel better. Why is this one seeing it the other way? Or the, I the way that people don't know. I think you have to... Um, tell it to flip oh, to mirror image yeah so you that. can um i'm curious i'm gonna go into the setting yourself right now you can run it through an app that'll make it look like however everyone else sees you and see what you think about it okay here's the mirror my video button ready guys okay. here you go oh my gosh Wait, can i see that yeah can come here mirror okay so this yeah, is yeah so this is what mirror. i see in the mirror all the time right so this is like the normal view and it does right yeah because you're but right when, there bum, bum, bum. but when it's the right, other right. way it's yeah and not that and that is not right recognized so this is right so i to me this is i look more attractive to than yourself. the other view because Same. i'm used to that view now i'm like oh yeah I look why do i yeah like why does my eye look like that and yeah okay yeah same I look weird on that side. <laughs> Why am I coughing on this side? <laughs> because it's so disconcerting. <laughs> My body is revolting. <laughs> Have you right. had the experience in the dressing room where you, it's like a three-way or... Yeah, I, have anxiety, I have anxiety attacks in those places. It's too small, too much I of my body so close. Angles. The different angles, right? I'm like, oh, I don't so that's that from there. So that's a perfect example of this. We're used to seeing the head-on view, right? Or we can purposely choose to like angle it and do whatever. But those views show us like how we actually look to other people. Mm. And it's very disconcerting because we're not in control See, of it. Like that, really? That's why those the mirrors are and oh you see like the back of your but hair. it's real. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, no, I didn't even do the back of my hair today. <laughs> so that really folds into Lacan's theory that what we see in a mirror is always an illusion because our ego is creating this image of wholeness that's our ideal self. Right. So when we look in the mirror, we're putting it together like, oh, this is me. Mm -hmm. That little confirmation bias in our brain happening when we see it, we go, "Yep, that's us. Yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Nope, that's not me. I don't like this picture. Take it down off of social media now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's helped to just remind myself, "Well, this is what I look like." <laughs> Everyone else, like, it looks weird to me, but that's. But you look to me. You look normal. Like I would not I say because, that you look any different because you're not next to me all the time looking at me in the mirror. Not usually. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to to you, this is the this Naomi. Is, but <laughs> you look normal here. I feel like I look off. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's not your mirror. I now. hate it. I actually really want to be sitting in that spot for some like my brain wants me over there. You could next time I do this, just set it up to do mirror view. I, and I then mean we I would might all feel better. Should I just <laughs> flip it now and we do mirror view for the we rest? Screw it up. No, we just way. did it. We just did it. Okay. We can flip it back. On. Here we go. See, my, my phone up there, the other one that we do for our it's teaser, cool. is mirror view. 
All right. Let's all feel good about oh ourselves. Oh my God, I'm so much prettier all of a sudden. <laughs> I just got a glow up. I feel good in my heart. Don't you space. feel better? Yeah. And it's all a fucking illusion. It's just a lie. Just a lie. It's the same thing. I'm so glad you're into this topic because I was getting into it too. It's better to have <laughs> it in context. Right. I would have been able yeah, to that would have been a lie and I had to read over it. Good thing I went first. Yeah. <laughs> Later I'd be like, it all makes sense before I swear. That's why I made actual paper notes today to keep me on track because I knew I was going second. Okay. <laughs> there were some fine details I needed to make sure I had. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit, but still on the mirror theme. If you break a mirror, you'll have seven years bad luck. Have you ever mm. broke a mirror? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Did you have seven years of bad luck? I'm living it. <laughs> still because in the seven years. That was, it's all because of me. And I this superstition. Probably that, and I did take a rock from Hawaii Beach once, and so that's instant. Did you not watch the Brady Bunch? No, I was, I was warned. When Greg Brady almost died surfing. I, I did watch that. I've seen it. I did it anyway. You did not learn the lesson. No, I'm being punished harshly. <laughs> this, every, every day. <laughs> so seven years bad luck. This You can send it back. They have I, a whole system for I, returning things, because this happens to tourists all the time. Hmm. and i know this because i have a friend that took something too and had bad luck that's a good idea um, and sent it back that would be good i think i'm at there's an address you can send shit to i'm like past that seven <laughs> or future topic i'm coming up to that seven year point too of that being I that think future topic. Yeah. talk about that um dead to me if have you seen that yes, on netflix they talk about I'm not at the end of the last one no 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 this okay. is newer this is newer it's when she's talking I'm almost to the end of when the she's talking to her her ex and she's like wait but did you take something from the beach when we were there and he denied it and then he ended up admitting it and it's oh, yeah. yeah 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 it's all I love it all makes theory. sense though it all makes sense so the seven years bad luck thing comes from ancient roman times because the romans believed that the body renewed itself every seven years so after seven years you would have a fresh start great and a, but like so seven years from birth like every seven years yeah so if you broke a mirror do that math how do i do that wait yeah, I was just like seven, seven four, ten, ten, it 12, was considered 14, disrespectful 28 to the gods so oh my god may will be my seven year the curse will be lifted the curse will be lifted okay super i feel like it's great. where's yours where's yours at where From are you what? in your cycle your seven year cycle Two more fingers. Two more years. You're in. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Mirrors are thought to, know. to reflect our souls. So if there is no reflection, beings are thought to not have souls. Vampires, etc., etc. Oh, right. There are lots of famous mirrors. So there's the looking glass mm -hmm. in Snow White with the headless dude. But there's also the mirror of Erised in Harry Potter. Do you remember that? Right. In the in this hidden room. Where you would see your oh, deepest desire. And, and he saw his family. And people would get, get like, addicted to it. Right. And Too good. waste their lives away just staring into the mirror. And, you know. Now I feel like I'm over -focused. I keep looking at this more <laughs> than the normal. <laughs> Well, don't look at it. I it's freaking me out. <laughs> you did this. Should we shroud it? You made this happen. We can shroud it. I need blinders like a horse. 
So I'm really good at ignoring things. I haven't had enough wine. Yet. I can ignore, you know, just like a whole bunch of chaos happening right here. I could just be like, my happy place. Mm -hmm. Not when I do when I teach preschool. I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. Mm -mm. I don't have that grace. Speaking what of is happening? No, that's important. Hold Why on. am I just? I am head to toe quickly. covered with wine now. Head Don't let it sit. No, you need to dab. Why are you wiping? Dab. <laughs> have you not done you this a million times? There, I dab. She needs to do that. She's yeah. no, it's fine. No, she. This it is. is a great sweater. It, it has fun. It's not going to be fine. It's going to set. It will be foxy with or without the fox sweater. You can see it on the camera. I do not rely on a fox sweater to, <laughs> to define my foxiness. It's fine. It's like fox tracks in the snow. <laughs> I actually have a sweater that I can't tell. There's, there's roses and stuff on it, and I can't tell if one fox of the parts of the rose or if I stained it at some point. I can't tell. I had a tie-dye sweater <laughs> like that that actually was wine, and... I'm sure nobody else would have been but able to see it but me, but I knew, like, and I had to You mentioned like you hyper-focus on it. Yeah, because I know. Like in a mirror, we know. Let's we talk look at about all the time. We'll bring it all right back. Feng Shui, the design of philosophy of my people. So according to Feng Shui, one may want to avoid getting bringing vintage or secondhand mirrors into their house because they may have energy from Ooh, the previous owners I, basement that i've had for like five years that i did get from i'm throwing it up i've heard that about just objects in general mm -hmm. but mirrors yeah would really draw in a lot yeah i get do a lot of thrift shopping and once i got a jacket and it was immediately everything was terrible. I threw it away. I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, because you were wearing, and you're like, I can't wear this, and like you freaked out because like yeah. everything was terrible wearing that jacket. But I threw it away, and then it stopped. Like energy attaches. Yeah, I don't. That mirror, I've never found a room that it looked good in, and it's like nice. Like it has like a wood border. It hangs. It's really pretty shape, and I don't like how it looks in any room. Like it because it's probably bad, bad energy. It makes my face look weird. So you may want to like have mirrors uh, reflecting your bed, various locations for sex. But according to feng shui, you don't want That's a mirror. Well, you don't want it reflecting you while you're sleeping. So you can cover yeah, it with a cloth at night. I have a mirror in my room, but it does not reflect my bed. Same. Mine's like tilted this way. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, you have your cameras in your room. You can do it that way. Step. So feeling mirrors too. That's like an 80s. Well, you would have to cover it. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want it reflect, if you believe that having you it reflect while you're sleeping is bad. You do you have a mirror on your ceiling? No. That's so hardcore, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Wow. Okay. In every situation. So I'm been really, in every situation. I, I have. I am really intentional um, because I am superstitious and believe in feng shui. I'm really intentional in what my mirrors reflect. Mm -hmm. So I never have my ref mirrors reflecting anything messy mm -hmm. um, and only positive things because that's what I want to enhance. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the myth of Narcissus. 
So the myth of narcissus is the basis of actually a mental health diagnosis. Yes. Narcissistic personality disorder. So this um, is based on an old myth and it's a cautionary tale of self-obsession. It's a, yeah, and it's a Greek myth, right? Because I think I, I listened to the book Mythos. I think that was what it was. And they talked about this one. So Narcissus stares at his reflection in the water. Mm-hmm. While Echo, who is in love with Mar- Narcissus and is being rejected, is, mm-hmm. is um, distressed. So it's said that he never, if he never looked at himself, he would live to old age. So he was so beautiful, Narcissus, and he gained many female admirers entranced Mm -hmm. by his beauty. Probably male admirers as well. Mm -hmm. But he rejected them all. So Echo was so upset by the rejection that she she withdrew from the world and wasted away. Mm -hmm. All that was left of her was a whisper. An echo. An echo of her former self. I I remember that part. She like went away into, I think it was like she went away into into caves or something and like an echo. Yeah. So this echo, this whisper was heard by the goddess Nemesis who in response exacted some revenge and made Narcissus fall in love with his own reflection, Mm -hmm. which he stared at until he died. That's also what I'm living right now. Not me personally, but someone harassing me for sure. A Narcissus flower grew upon the spot. What is a Narcissus flower? It's like a daffodil. I love that you looked it up. I did. (laughs) I'm I'm nothing but thorough. Yes. (laughs) So in um, my religion, Judaism, we have a practice that when a close relatives die, we sit Shiva. And part of this practice is you cover all the mirrors in the home for eight days. And this is because there's two reasons. So the mainstream reason is because you're not supposed to be concerned with your appearance. You're supposed to be just deeply invested in the morning process Mm -hmm. and and not adorn yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But also there's superstition there's like there's like regular Judaism and then there's like mysticism Judaism. Right. So and the superstition is that until the person is buried, their soul could get trapped in an uncovered mirror. No. So we want to keep them covered so that their soul can not <laughs> I just imagine be like trapped. 200 years from now someone takes a sheet off of a mirror and I'm sitting there like sorry. My soul got super stuck. (laughs) You're going to love this one. There is a phenomenon that has been well-researched. Well-researched. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. (laughs) Muppets. (laughs) I love the Muppets. It's called the strange face illusion. And this is when our visual experiences are constructed in our mind and they don't directly represent what we see. Oh my gosh, is that like this the hand illusion we did? This is totally different. Cool. Same, <laughs> same difference though. Differently. Different. Your brain 
see something but that's not there is, yeah but this is different this is different differently different differently different Completely research wrong. shows <laughs> that when you gaze at your own face in the mirror for just a few minutes in dim lights you will see the apparition of strange faces okay. this is highly researched i saw so many research articles supporting this can we do this what happens when I sit and look at Sarah's face for a few minutes straight? Well, that was the build-off of this. So first no. they did staring in the mirror, and then research branched off and did staring at others. I didn't really look into that too much, but that Just is a thing. staring at you, Sarah. Observers see distortions of their own faces, but they also see hallucinations like monsters, archetypal faces, faces of relatives and deceased people mm -hmm. and animals mm. after as little as one minute people would begin to experience strange just, face apparitions just imagine if drugs were involved <laughs> you think it's crazy well right? that's why i i don't i okay in high school i smoked weed uh 24 7 i it makes me cannot so paranoid smoke I weed now I at all no right. i cannot Since like ever and if i looked in a mirror i mean People would find me just like staring, like I'd probably be in there three hours. I have to break down the bathroom oh, door. Me too. Or I'd be like in a circle of people talking, and then all of a sudden realize they were talking to me for the last two minutes, and then I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> I guess psychosis with marijuana. I, I could it's like the THC. The last time I smoked weed, which was peer pressured, <laughs> it was a long. It was a many, 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 many years ago. Um. And it was just like I just had to make toast yeah. and go sit by myself. Right. Yeah. That was what I had to do. I had a lot of and then my crisis. toast was very dry and loud when I was eating it. Very crunchy. Very loud. Yeah. I just yeah. remember like sitting outside and being like, "One day I'm gonna be dead. One day I won't be able to think." Like they just I have these think, moments of like I think too much panic. Time. Okay. yeah like scary stuff yeah like think about not existence like who wants to dwell on that for an hour or more it's just such a flip for me because for many years in my life it just gave me so many benefits yeah so many and saved me it, like i have a good experience and i wanted that but I, think, I think it was because like i'm an anxious i stopped doing it and also when i was a teenager i was not anxious at all oh that might make sense like i became anxious <laughs> later in life I was anxious and i think it all kind of uh, coordinated mm -mm. yeah so in one study conducted by dr caputo of the university of Ur urbino wherever that is participants <laughs> were asked to stare into a mirror in dim lighting for 10 minutes Results demonstrated that 66% of participants experienced huge deformations of their own face. So just like what we experienced looking at our real view. What's my face being so weird? 28% saw an unknown person and 48% saw fantastical and monstrous beings. I probably, I'm probably monsters, I'm guessing. I do that a lot with, okay, so when at nighttime, when like the windows are open and it's dark outside and you can kind of see your reflection and it but freaks you, you out. out. Right, right, right. But and you see your own reflection and it's kind oh, of yeah. scary and you close it, like, yeah, I think that that definitely really So I'm gonna end with a riddle. Ooh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna begin with a rhyme. 
Oh, how cute. Riddles and rhymes. Oh, rhymes and riddles. This is a therapist riddle. Oh. It's going to be on point. <laughs> Which mirror can show us the soul? The other. <gasps> yes! Each other. That, that was so good. That was a thought that I wanted to bring up. Each other. Oh, yeah. You've been sitting on this. Can you say your thing? I feel like you what see you parts sitting on? of yourself. I've been watching her sit on it. During therapy or mm-hmm. even just in relationships, mm-hmm. you end mm-hmm. up seeing parts of yourself, either things that you like. Oh, right. Like projection. Like. Projection. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't like it when people say things about me that I don't feel are accurate. I'm like, is that what you see? <laughs> Go fuck right <laughs> off. Just, like, no. But that's, up your but, that, but that's the epitome of when somebody... My ideal ego image. But like yeah. in counseling, if you push a client too fast, like, oh, I know the answer, which you might, but if they're not there yet, like, mm-hmm. they're not going to go there because that's not what they see. So you have to like pump the brakes and let them get there if they yeah, do. Yeah, but outside of therapy, if somebody says something about me that I don't think is accurate, I think they're just wrong. Well, they are. It's they're not, poor judges of it's character. It's not true until it's true to yourself. So even in therapy, like you may say that, like I need to do this thing, but if it's not my reality now, it's not true. But have you ever been um, talking to someone in therapy and then thinking like, oh, I need to? It's almost like I should be saying this to myself. I usually have those like, oh, yep, there's one. <laughs> Once in a while, there's the so thing. There's the thing that I could I'll apply. hear myself like, oh. Keep hearing this and saying it to the other person, but so you're well, therapizing yourself. I do that. I mean, I think it's not double dipping, transference. It is double dipping. <laughs> it's like, did you, you build maybe? Do you need to build your own insurance company? <laughs> Probably. Well, I that's agree. mirrors. That's great. I like mirrors. Okay, should we do the experiment though? Where we stare in the mirror? I'm scared. Maybe that maybe could be our post one for our patrons. For our like, Patreon. Pay a dollar, you can see it. Dollar make you holler in the mirror. Got that. Mm. I didn't say mm-hmm. more than that. <laughs> it is not a what's the wow. I have a can of wine. I have a I've had a can of wine. It's not a what's the social media I don't know what you're where talking people about. would say pay a dollar make you holler. Pay oh OnlyFans? Thank you. Oh it's not an OnlyFans, it's a Patreon. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. I've had one. That's my preface. I'm awkward. Is that a disclaimer? I'm going to start with a thing. I have to get this in my head. You know the song that That's the rhythm I have to remember while I do this. because this was like a rapey song. This was the song. It's a rapey kid song. A lot of kids' nursery so, rhymes are... So, Tara was, like, a huge song that, like, many things got... Are you talking about the song? I'm, well, so, many songs got placed over that, that tune. But is that what we're talking about? No. Oh, okay. I have to remember this while I read <laughs> this like, out loud. Yeah, because... Really? I, I was... A... <laughs> I took... Okay, are you ready? I grew up in the... Just get... You'll be excited. It's okay. Different. Lizzie <laughs> Lizzie Borden took an axe gave and gave her, her mother 40 racks. When, when she, she saw what she had done, she, she gave, gave her, her father 41. Okay. I know the story. In reality, Lizzie Borden gave her mom 18 or 19 blows to the head. With, it doesn't with sound good, though. Her father 11. Okay. The second known or second verse less known is 
Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. Who's Andrew? Is that the dad? Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to talk about Lizzie Borden. So an infamous female who has been known for... Demonized, really. (laughs) Demonized for murdering. And this is what I really loved about diving in this topic is there's so many ins and outs that are going to make us question everything. I've I've questioned everything from the beginning. Right. I don't think it's an open and closed thing. Well, it's not. So I'm going to start by saying that she um, was acquitted. And I don't think many people know that because the rhyme we think of oh she's the murderer lizzie let's blame little children for perpetuating this injustice right maybe mother goose who knows um well anything that you put into a song is going to be embedded in memory right but i gotta say i've looked at i looked at multiple resources i spent a lot of time on this today and i went i waffled i went back and forth and i still feel like I don't know, and I'm actually leaning towards yeah, probably. So that's where I'm at. Waffled. Waffled. I waffled. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Lizzie. She was an American woman. She was tried and acquitted in 1892 for the axe murders of her father and stepmother in Fall River, Massachusetts. You smell toast? I do too. I smell toast. I wanted to say that, but I'm like burning toast. Isn't that like a sign of schizophrenia or a stroke or something? It's something like that. Really? When you smell burnt toast, it's like I didn't want to make it publicly known that I was having a symptom. (laughs) I'm so glad you affirmed that. We're having a joint experience. Know downstairs that they're burning their toast. My ex husband lives downstairs and they went out. I saw them leave earlier. Well, then who's someone's making toast? Did you need to check out there? There's a toast. No, this is definitely a burnt toast smell. Yeah, but it's not like the house is on fire smell. It's like a toast smell. It's a pleasant. I mean, doesn't it start pleasant until it becomes dangerous? (laughs) Doesn't it start with, oh, that smell of burnt paper is oh, quite pleasant and then it's it the smell of burnt stuff like associated that's with like, humans oh i don't know that's just kidding Do you know oh sarah doesn't know <laughs> sarah you don't know about the demon portal right we had a demon in portal closet. in the closet up through the roof i mean we had a podcast i've had many incidents maybe i should oh, i felt I, like something was watching no there was, i kind of want to reverse the camera but it'll be a whole thing so I've ha- had many situations when I've been sitting in here and those, this is thick metal beaded curtains. Like they don't move on their own. We've- and one has lifted up and clacked all of them. And we've done podcasts in here. I've done counseling sessions and like there'll be noises in the closet. Yeah. There'll be like movement. We had like the, all of a sudden like her, this started flooding started flooding just water in the just closet. pouring through there so now there's like actually a like, demon portal yeah there's an actual from where all the water is coming through right cool. so that's that over so there. if you want to just so go, they're making toast right i think yeah <laughs> ghost, ghost toast ghost. also possible podcast <laughs> nerd name or ghost waffles ghost waffles oh well that was probably smells similar Peanut butter and back to your talk okay sorry okay sorry lizzie 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 bourdain okay 
Borden. I think Anthony Borden. That's what I'm Borden. Uh -huh. Borden. Okay, Borden. Um, Here's your topic for me. I know. When I'm ready. I know. It took me a long time to get to. So, okay. So, nobody else has been charged for the murders. Let's just let that be known. Um, she ended up dying of pneumonia at the age of 66. So, like, she got to that age. Um, just before the death of her older sister, Emma. Okay, so this was, like, a big deal back in the day when this happened. It still gets, like, I think there's movies and shows about it still today. Ooh, wine. Hard all of a sudden. It got warm in here after the toast. <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> I think your heater is pushing the toast smell up. Okay, so <laughs> Lizzie was... Lizzie... Would you have mice sometimes? Great. So maybe some maybe mice. It's relevant. Maybe some mice dragged some bread into the heater vent. And it's like, such a hard topic. I was so into. I'm just this. really glad that this is a very old case, and our um, inability to focus hopefully won't affect. No, let me just say right now, today. right now, this case is still unsolved. So if they haven't figured it out by now, we're sure as hell not. But I'm thinking happen. of like living relatives that are affected. Like hopefully. Oh no! Yeah, right, it's, right, 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 right. It's right. past that. They're point all, they're all dead. Where they're, they're all dead, and I can. Say or like distant them. relatives, or like yes, this is in the public domain. We've just accepted. right. No, that's you know we did it intentionally. So. Okay, all right. So they grew up, and the dad, the dad. I I was gonna read things, and now I'm gonna give the abbreviated version. Dad, super rich, probably equates out to about. Seven millionaire level. Oh, in today's time, super duper richest man in the town. Oh, okay, right now here's here's the piece I found very like the interesting. Big house. So I went to multiple sources because not everything gave everything. So he, although being very wealthy, had no electricity in his house and didn't have tubs or toilets, no running water. What? He was coined as a penny pincher, like he There's felt like that miser. Ooh, that's a good word, miser. So he misered his home, uh, and with him. So I love how you uh, made a noun a verb. Thanks. I like to switch things up a bit. So Lizzie, Lizzie's mom passed away when she was two years old, and had since been living with her dad, stepmother, and her the wicked that mother I don't know. and her vilified and her sister so both her and her sister weren't married like in into their late 20s um 30s like most would have been at that time so mm -hmm. that was kind of abnormal um but they lived all together in one house so he was very successful um she actually was very like well-known in the community. She did charity work all the time. She donated. She was known for like doing Thanksgiving dinners for families, um, donated money when she had it. Very charitable part of the like Christian something or other society. Um, so very well-known um, as a good person in the community. When uh, you're rich, that can just be your job. It's just doing charitable Right, things. and I think that's what she did. Right, right. Um, very proper proper young woman um she used to teach sunday school to children of um uh, immigrant children who just came to the united states um you're gonna say something i just <laughs> i said you breath <laughs> go ahead i'll take it i just think life. just because somebody's doing that they're not necessarily proper so there's <laughs> i have to tell and i'm gonna i'm gonna preface all of what i'm gonna say by saying 
right before the jury went to go make their decision that took 90 minutes in an era when women weren't seen as improper, they, the judge said to the jury, please keep in mind her Christian nature when you make up your decision about her fate. That is the last thing that was said to them before they went and made their decision that took 90 minutes. I'm deeply studying microaggressions right now. And so this is like very relevant. Right, so right. I'm so that right was now, like, like a just because somebody tidbit. isn't in doing those things doesn't mean they're improper. Exactly. Because that's the other side, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, in, in this time or and era, in this time and era, it was so one of the things I'm jumping all over the place, but I think it's appropriate. So one of the things that in the court trials that came you up, meet us where we're at. right, I'm here. <laughs> We're kind of all I'm here now. Right here. So the prosecutors, one of the theories that they came up with, because in the lineup that I'll tell you what happened, there was only a few minutes between when the maid came in and saw Lizzie mm-hmm. with the bodies. She had clean clothes on. So there was, and there was no murder weapon. Um, so it's like, how did that happen so fast? So the prosecutor said, she could have killed them undressed and then dressed. And part of the defense out loud is in the record that they the defense audibly laughed because a woman of her stature would never be just naked in the house. What year was this? That. 1890. Well, this fits with, remember what I was talking about? The dirty, filthy, nasty junk? Dirty, filthy, nasty People did junk. not get naked. Right, right, right. So this was like, like it was. It was just mentally ruled out, like not something you would do. He would not be naked and do this. But when I talk about the rest of the timelines, this is where I get highly suspicious because the timelines don't make sense that she says, and but why she was rejected for you know why she was acquitted. Yeah. To me, because like in this day and era, I'm like, why wouldn't she if she was like planned it out? <laughs> But culturally, I mean, people really, like, that would have been right. very far out of the norm. All men jury, to e- also. To all men. even take your clothes off, because they didn't bathe. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't right. get naked. So so there's already preconception of her, again, being a highlight Future in the society. Theory. I can see that. It's good. Underwear was not a thing. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Her older sister Emma Borden, um, and that's not in a sexy way. They were all very religious. Thank you for clarifying. You just let it go. Led. Yeah, you right. just wore a lot of wool. And you didn't go to school. And it was for like my experience with my wool pants today. Become a patron. Become a patron if you You're, want to know. You know that's gonna scare them away. <laughs> to be fair, or invite them in. I our wouldn't. tribe is our tribe. It wouldn't be me. Um, okay, here we go. I'd be like, yeah, it's worth a dollar. <laughs> back here, back here, over here, over here. Okay, so I thought you weren't gonna snap at me anymore. This I'm is not this a was dog. a pulling towards, but that was still snapping. It was still snapping, but a gentle towards. Mm-hmm. There was one prominent time when I was like, I don't remember what I said though. I don't you did snap at me. I like did I snap at animal. <laughs> Well, I mean, I am a the, human animal. But. There was apologies, but sometimes it might be more. <laughs> okay. It does help. She looked at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did. but at what cost? I mean, this discussion. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, in 1892, 
Now I'm lost. Oh, humanity. I'm so lost. I'm sorry I snapped at you again. Okay, twice you. with two hands, actually. And I pulled I know that was me. double snap. I know. Okay. <laughs> just don't want to do this forever. <laughs> I keep losing my back. No, I'm in. I am in. I am here now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. So Lizzie rarely ate meals with her family. Um, the, the dad... Um, there apparently was like it was known that he would kill uh, pigeons in the barn that they would um have local children hunt like it was like a i don't know there's like a weird thing with the hatchet there um lizzie actually Wait, built, the built the roost for the pigeons they would kill pigeons with hatchets yeah isn't that interesting um lizzie had commonly recounted that she was upset over his killing of the pigeons um as well so there's that little thing i don't know these little things don't seem to matter until you're like why did this happen then in 1892 both sisters um there there was a a family argument and i could not figure out what this family argument was about other than it sounds like it was about money but it's not clear because stepchildren were getting involved as well Mm. so it sounded like it had to do with money so it prompted both of the sisters to take an extended vacation in New Bedford. They returned to Fall River a week before the murders happened. So they left and came back. Lizzie chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days before returning to the family residence. So there was a tiff. There was a tiff hmm. a week before this happened. And all this sounds very unusual for the time. Right. Right. Like the for women to just be like off on vacation alone. Daddy paid, but, but, still, but Daddy Penny Pincher, who still, doesn't have toilet and electricity, paid have a, to go. a chaperone, you right. know. Right, that didn't something. happen. That didn't happen. So I think there's a lot of leeway. Yeah. So tension, right? Like tension's building in the family. It's been building. There's stepchildren coming to the house involved in this. And there's rumors. I... It was wishy-washy. Some things said that a stepchild, possibly an illegitimate son, according to history's taking, mm-hmm. was asking for money, and that didn't go his way, and he was upset. So there was some so things like that being was said. Was Daddy Borden stepping out, as they used to say? I don't think so. Like he was well known, but the stepmom said that like she she was worried that like people may have bad feelings towards him because he has money, which means he has sway in the community, which may have bad impact on But him. this illegitimate child, I mean, is it a love child? His name is William, from what I read. Um, and that's, there wasn't much. So it was, it was like a theory that was posed, not so much a like, here's what happened sort of deal. Okay, so the night before the murders, John Morris, the brother of Lizzie and Emma's deceased mom, visited so this is the one um he was invited to stay for a few days to discuss business matters with the brother-in-law some writers have speculated that this um about property transfers may have aggravated an already tense situation that had happened you know weeks before so it's still going on they're back in the house and there's still money property talks which i didn't know about (laughs) when i had heard about the murder stuff like I didn't know about any of that. So mm-hmm. several days before the murder, the entire household violently ill, like throwing up, mm-hmm. very sick. Enough where... Was it the plague? 
the stepmom went to the doctor the day, the morning before the murder happened, saying that she felt like she was poisoned. I was going to say poison. Right. But later on, autopsies found no poison. So some theories speculate that maybe just like old mutton. I don't know what mutton is. Lamb. Lamb. Is it lamb? Yeah. I you heard of mutton listening. No. I mean, old mutton would certainly cause some distress. Maybe left on the stove could have created food poisoning and in the heightened stress, people panic. Well, I think refrigeration wasn't what it is today. Right. So, Food handling techniques have not been right. owned. And the stepmom being scared because he's a well-known m- man with money feared that it was poisoning because everybody got sick. So, okay. So let's talk about the murders and the timeline here. Okay. So John Morse, the, um, that's the brother. What is this mean? I don't know. Arrived in the evening. I just did it because we were both doing it. We're what are we doing? Mirror neurons. That's a thing what are too. We doing? Why are we? What is he slept in the guest room there? that night after breakfast the next morning? Um, at which Andrew, Abby, Lizzie, John, and the Borden's maid Maggie Sullivan were all present. So they were all there in the morning. Andrew and John went to the sitting room. They chatted for an hour. Morse then left around eight forty-eight in the morning. So he was gone. He went to buy a pair of oxen. And visit his niece in Fall River. As one does. So <laughs> he was planning to come back around lunch or noon. Um, Andrew left for his morning walk. The dad left for his morning walk around 9 a.m. Okay. The cleaning of the guest room was one of Lizzie's and Emma's regular chores. Abby went upstairs sometime between 9 to 10.30 to make the bed. According to forensics, Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. So this is stepmom. She was first struck on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut her just above the ear, causing her to turn and fall face down on the floor, creating contusions on her nose and her forehead. That's big so surprised at her. And there are photos. This is so mom fell that way. That's her body that way. That's her feet there. Um, that's dad here. So they had photography. They did have photography. I was I was curious yeah, if I was going to see one. photos. Okay, <laughs> so you see the photo. Mom's on the top. Dad's on the bottom. Photography, right? Okay, so okay, Andrew. Let me make sure I know where I'm at again. Okay, so her killer struck her multiple times. So she um, was had 17 direct hits to the back of her head, killing her. So she had the one here and then 17 to the back of the head. At some point that killed her. Probably not that long after. So to me, there's like, okay, I'm going to kill someone and rob them. I'm not going to spend the time doing 17 hits. In my opinion, there's going to be some emotion involved to do 17 hits. Or you don't seem like just scared, like thinking, I'm going to make sure. Oh, right. Like I got to commit. Committing to it. Yeah. I, I don't want again, like to me though, like in that moment of actually doing that, like I don't like <laughs> like a normal but right. Process. But but to me, like five times would feel excessive. I think you gotta be sure. 18 times. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think you gotta be sure. You know, I mean if you're committed and you're sure is like three or four. 
I don't know. Skull is thick. A hatchet, though. I know, but I would want to. If I would, it's going to do it and be in that situation. I'm sure that it's done. I would do it until they stop moving. Efficiency. Because, like, once you're in it, like. Okay, but tell me this 10 times. Witnesses. 10 times with a hatchet to the back of the head and they're on the floor. How do you convince yourself that seven times more is necessary? No, I would do it until they stop moving. But saying. you think that they're still going to move after 10 times? It depends. Maybe one's not super deep. Oh, you mean maybe it's like is. maybe a female? I've seen her photos. I've seen. I'm not. I'm I But I, I think... Uh, passion yeah and um your arguments like emotion was like yeah come in the rage takes over and and maybe like they're moving a little and you miss miss a hit i don't think it has to do with strength i think it has to do with just you're doing it until they stop moving because you don't want them to name you and i'm thinking that if emotion takes over you're not looking at them and you're not seeing straight anymore your emotion is that's where you might miss and like be like oh that one didn't really well they're not counting missed ones (laughs) they're counting no but but i mean didn't like like maybe it was a little off and then you have to like keep going right i think i would if it was me not that Right, I'm we're talking from our own perceptions of not being axe murderers. <laughs> Just yes. prefacing here. Today, I would do it until they stop moving. Dick That's me. what I would be doing. Uh, okay, so, 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 okay. At this point then, 17 hits happened. Andrew returned to the house at 10.30. He couldn't get the key to open the door for some reason, so he knocked. Also, so, I'd be horrified by, they're probably making a bunch of sounds. And I would just be like the, the kind of the stop. trauma, the trauma of the yes, because we talked like about you're that traumatizing with, the... with Slenderman, Slenderman, yeah. right? Like the trauma. I think that would be that. part of it. Like you want it to just stop because you're right. horrified by right. the whole situation because you've never done this before. You're not like a seasoned serial killer yet, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> you know it's your first job, right? Exactly. So that's... later you might become more comfortable after five. Maybe with... maybe. <laughs> sounds and movements and, and understanding yeah how much blood is enough yeah blood. yeah right. and uh, i think you know it's your first kill and and all you've seen is what's on tv and in the 1890s not much so you don't know the because there's no tv right there's no youtube exactly. there's no you have no context for what this looks like dark web okay yeah. so okay so dad goes door doesn't unlock do you need a second do you have a second over there okay can we share it is there yeah. one? <laughs> oh, Sarah has a sad situation too. It's okay. It's fine. You can have. I'm. I Let's need to. Share it, Sarah. I need to be able to read still. And I'm Friday driving. Night. Wait. You too. Oh share. my god. Absolutely. Sarah's trapped behind the wire. Come around this way here. <laughs> this with you. <laughs> okay. You made it. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. We're fine. And there's no judgment. No. In the not ghost closet, do you see? Oh, look up into the demon part while you're over there. I look up there in the ceiling. That's really that happened while we were doing the podcast episode. That happened in the middle of it, in the middle of it, in the middle, like pouring. There was nothing, and then there was sadly that was one of our lost podcasts. So nobody was a lost cast. The demon was lost. 
we talk about that? So, I still never came back to that topic. Want you to I exactly. To do it again. I'm not sick at all. Are you comfortable no. sharing? Yeah. Okay. Right okay. So dad goes to open the door. It doesn't open. So he knocks. Sullivan, uh, the maid at the time, comes and and opens the door. Um, she testifies that she hears Lizzie giggle up at the top of the stairs. So she goes to open the door and she hears Lizzie giggle. Okay. This was consists considered significant as significant. Sorry, this was considered significant as Abby was already dead by this time. So timeline shows that Abby would have been dead. The only other person who would have been upstairs was Lizzie. Hmm. Okay. So unless he was the murderer. Well, but he was outside and the maid saw him at the door and let him in. And Lizzie comes down the stairs. So um Lizzie later denied being upstairs at all and testifies that her father had asked her where Abby was, to which she replied that a messenger had delivered Abby a, a note, a summons to visit a sick, sick friend. Nobody to this day has found this note. It doesn't exist. It was never found in the house. I mean, at least as far as what evidence was found. Sullivan, the maid, stated that she had then removed Andrew's boots and helped him into his slippers before he lay down on the sofa for a nap. Contradiction that ended up biting the prosecutors was that in the crime scene photos, he was wearing his boots. So the maid said she took boots off and put on slippers, but he was wearing boots on in the crime scene. Why don't I have a maid to help me off with my shoes and to my slippers when I get home? So to me, this is like one of two things. Either she's lying, either she's lying, right? Or she, you know, of the time doesn't want to, yeah, doesn't want to be seen as not doing what she was supposed to have done when she came in, potentially. So I see it either of two. Um, Okay, so Sullivan then informed Lizzie because uh, Lizzie came downstairs and said, uh, there's a department store sale. Lizzie said Sullivan was um, welcome to come along with her, but Sullivan felt unwell because, again, they had all been feeling sick in the house and went to take a nap in her bedroom instead. So she was in the house, took a took a nap. Sullivan then testified that she was in her third floor room resting from cleaning windows. So here's here's another tidbit. She had informed them she was feeling very unwell. And was ordered to clean all the outdoor windows on an extremely hot day that morning. So she had finished cleaning all the outside windows when this happened. This comes into a theory number two of did Sullivan, was Sullivan involved? Because she was upset about having to do this task when she was feeling unwell. But throwing it out to there. the point of murder though. Right. Which was my edge too. There's a third theory. Do you want to hear just here? Been like the last, like it okay, wasn't just that. It's been. But so- you want to hear the third, the third theory to make you really raise an eyebrow? Right. Yeah, that she was that Lizzie was on her menstrual period. Wait, just wait. That caused that caused some sort of psychosis and dissociative fugue that then created her the situation to murder with an axe. <laughs> I mean, I could potentially be right. So there you go. Theory number I would want to see a pattern of something like that having occurred. So here's what was so upsetting to me is I found one source that actually said the full thing, which was due to her menstrual cycle, 
everything else just labeled due to a dis- due to a fugue or due to dissociation it's a sexist fucking bullshit right, right. so it gets watered down to... over time from this like, why they used to like period. women yeah. can't be president right. president because they're gonna push the button and launch nuclear attack <laughs> when they're on their fucking period right this was real in the 80s well yeah. that's what made me upset like this. one thing from the actual past said menstrual cycle and then everything else just said she may have had a dissociative fugue and then people don't know what that means and they just go oh mental health she had a mental health problem but and nothing else I don't shows think mental dissociative health. fugue is even part of the really fucked up no. uh premenstrual dysphoria no, no it's, disorder, not. It's, it's not even part of it so anyways that's theory number three by the so way so one that, that she part did of it is the sensation of gloating <laughs> might make you axe right murder. <laughs> but okay, but that's the line. But, but is no. it just a sensation or is it real? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a delusion of gloating. Do we need to check, Sarah? I, you know what? You've had a rough day. If that's how I go, that's how I go. I'm I at that point. I would tackle you. I'm at this point of like, if I tackle you, it looks like you go down in history as a victim. Too dirty Maybe girl. children would make a rhyme. We become the hero for dying in action, or we actually prevent it from happening. There's no lose. As long as I get a children's rhyme, I'll make a rhyme. For that's you. all I want. You make a rhyme for us. That's like your no, that's why she'll make it for us. <laughs> She's still a friend. She's just on her period. Okay. All right. Here we go. Back, back into the void. Okay. So Sullivan testified that she had taken the boots off, right? However, that didn't happen. So she said that she was in the third floor room taking a nap after cleaning the windows when just before, which was reported by the, um, that she had been charged with cleaning the windows that morning. Andrew was, which would only leave Lizzie in the house alone with them. If that were true. Andrew was slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room. She's, and we found out later struck around 11 times with a hatchet like weapon. One of his eyes had been split cleanly in two. And that's what was, they said had killed him. He was slumped on a couch and I was just kidding. So, he was still bleeding from his wounds and had a very recent attack from when the doctor attended. Dr. Bowen, the family physician, arrived from his home across the street, so he lived very close and mm-hmm. pronounced them both dead. Detectives estimated that Andrew's death had occurred approximately at 11 a.m. So here's the deal is Lizzie comes downstairs. Um, the other one goes upstairs. The maid goes upstairs, takes a nap says that she woke up to the sounds of Lizzie screaming, comes down, finds the dad dead. Lizzie tells the maid, go get the doctor and my friend and has her go do that. So again, close by, fairly close by, this gives, buys Lizzie some minutes, not long, but minutes between. And this is when everyone comes back and she's cleanly clothed. There's nothing on her, and there's no murder weapon there. I think a morning murder seems unusual. Right. 
It's what? very strict. Most murders occur but, wait, in the night. And some, me neither. Some it's people said that murder. they had seen people around the house. However, it was in this also bit the defense a bit. No, not defense. The prosecution a bit. There was actually people in the home and in, in doing like construction work in the upper uh-huh. levels. There'd be a lot of activity um, around. So there were some people there, but they were gone before this supposedly happened. So some people said, oh, I saw people there, but they were already gone. Like makes it sound like not premeditated, just um like yes. crime of passion in the moment wasn't Yeah, through. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think with all the hacking. With all the hacking, right? Because it speaks and, to a crime. And that's pressure. people said too, like, how did the maid sleep through? So I heard some people say that, like, they in such a small together. house, but a three story house to me isn't small, first and of all. Not to start a whole other topic, but right. we still are dealing with a local this unsolved you think homicide where two individuals were asleep were in them. the house and heard nothing. And to me, the so right. what we know for a fact was dad took a nap. Mom could have been upstairs. Stepmom could have taken, been sleeping as, or no, she was upright. She was facing the victim. She was my upright. house. I could be yelling but, at the top of my lungs mm-hmm. on the second story, and people down in the living room would not hear me. Right, and so old like, houses had really good insulation. In this house here, here's my the house photo. Was built in there's the house. To me, that's not a small house. No, here's and if house. it had good insulation, like my my house does, yeah. like honestly. Three I, With you can't attic. hear people yelling. You can't right. hear the voices. You can hear footsteps, mm-hmm. but you can't hear voices. Like you hear movement, but not voices. So her, the investigation. The investigation. <laughs> sharing wine. The investigation. I her, like the, the like. It's like a spin the bottle situation. Yeah. I'm like, oh my heart. So. What she shared was contradictory. Like when she kept sharing the reports, it kept being different almost every time with the police, which made the defense or the prosecution feel strong because she kept like it changed almost every time she told them what happens. One time she was in the kitchen ironing and the other time she was upstairs doing something else. So like Mm. her story changed on multiple occasions. Um, What would be the motive? So the maid did it. If the maid did it. So their whole thing with the maid is just that it was hot and she was upset that she had to wash the windows when she was sick. But to me, I'm like, when you're sick and you're hot already after wash, she washed. You have the energy they know she washed all the windows. <laughs> I wouldn't have the energy. And, and she had just timing wise had come back into the house. So like, to me, the timelines don't match up. Energy level for that doesn't match up. Like she may have been angry, but she wouldn't would have needed days to plot that out then. So what would be okay. Lizzie's motive? Like, I don't well, one, get it. Dad has a lot of money. And so here's the deal. A lot of, um, again, not the main story read, but side stuff said that maybe he favored the step siblings more. He actually gifted, he gifted a house, a whole house to a step sibling, not to her or her sister. Is was there a will? Follow the money. Seven million dollars. She got a ton of money. She ended up living um off of that money when he died. But was there a will? That there wasn't like I'm sure there was a specific will at the time. So here's lawyers contradicted this money pinching perception that was pushed in a lot of media, said that he paid for the year like for her to go to Europe a few years before, which isn't money pinching for someone who's yeah. in that position. And they said that he was very worried about her financially. So he was 
lawyers are saying this. So he was protecting her financially in that way. So her, the kind of perception of he's money pinching, you know, she's, you know, starving for money. And here's this man with all this well, money. Well, he sent the sisters off on this yeah. like retreat. Right. And then like the hotel stay on the way back because they were ready to re-enter society. Right. Like, that's not money pinching. No. So I saw this side that I'm like, I don't really agree with that, especially for the time. So I could see, like, you know, we don't extravagant, right? Like, if we have running water and toilets, and other people don't, that may be perceived a certain way. I could see that being a decision. You know that's what I made. woke up to this morning? What? I used the toilet at six thirty in the morning, barely awake, <laughs> flushed it, <laughs> and immediately started mm. geysering no. out. That this happened was, in my office. I was barely it's awake. So bad. Like, I was barely yeah, awake. That was this morning. So no, this whole day. day has been a shit show. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? I'm grabbing towels, my my bath towels, which I don't want to use for that. Yeah, but that's what's here. A crisis, a wine catastrophe. <laughs> like, do I need a cleansing? I need a cleansing. Probably. Okay, after this, let's do okay. <laughs> a ceremony. We need to do something in the mirror too. Um, okay, so no, that's gonna bring in that shit. <laughs> I need to get the mirror out of my basement. Is all I keep thinking about. Okay, so and I'm sure this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's been on the table this whole time. I mean, I don't think it is sad. It's creepy. No, I, this is a whole backstory, which is actually quite heartwarming. But maybe I'll, I'll save it for the post fund for our patrons. Pay a dollar if you want to know the story behind that. Okay. seemingly sad head which is actually not sad it's okay. staring straight at me right now can you please just shift its gaze thank you that was too it was a little too direct eye contact <laughs> okay so <laughs> okay so at this point we know the timeline we know really all of that stuff no poison identified in the body so some of the people to me in my mind like the step siblings being there earlier being angry about something and like poisoning the family and then coming back and doing something because it didn't work wasn't poison they weren't there at that time kind of rules that out in my mind at least okay so abby was in the stepmom was in the upstairs guest room so she was in the guest room. I don't know what she was doing up there. So it's not her bedroom. So there had to have been an interaction at some point. Like it, she wasn't sleeping in her own bed. Um, and the dad was asleep on the like lounger. Like he was taking a nap. He came in and took a nap. Because here's the deal. He was informed by by um, Lizzie that stepmom was gone taking care of this sick friend. So he is like, okay, she's gone. I'm taking a nap. Boots still on though. And how do we know that information? How do we know that? Because Lizzie said. Lizzie mm. said that mom stepmom went to town because she got a note saying that a friend was sick. So stepmom went to town and then apparently had come back. So she she was creating this gap in the timeline, but it would have either been someone had to stay in the house. I remember reading this. There was 90 minutes between the murders between uh, mom and stepmom and dad being killed right so they were like either someone had to stay in the house for 90 minutes or leave and come back which would have been odd as well right so the only people in the house technically 
So the stepmom was killed first or the yeah, stepmom was killed first around nine something in the morning and dad was killed around 11. But something. was dad there when the stepmom was killed or no? She, she was already dead according to the And then he came home and the maid home. did the slipper exchange. That didn't actually happen. Okay. But again, when we make reports in the middle of a trauma, we may be remembering something that happened the other day because we're in like Even, that panic state. Well, that's why they're getting right. rid of eyewitness reports and right, court right, and, and that's a lot. So fallible. A lot of these got tossed out because of that. A lot of witness statements didn't even get accepted. So that's you know she was acquitted. So obviously those didn't stick. But maybe the mate. The maid came in. Lizzie had to wait until the maid wasn't around. Yeah, that's a timeline, right? Well, and Dad came home. She had to wait till Dad came home from his walk because it happened like okay, after question. that. Do you yeah. know anything about Lizzie's childhood and how the parents treated her? So, from what I yeah, what's the so trauma background? Mom died of an illness after two being two years old. Early childhood right, trauma, right there. Right there. She didn't have a good relationship with stepmom. Stepmom had been around for a long while, but they were, it was kind of a, the household was identified as being cold. So a lot of that kind of inner interchanges, exchanges. And um, statement saying that dad maybe preferred the stepchildren to his real children. I don't know how much of that is, again, fantasize like trying to make it sound more than it is like abuse from dad to so uh, i didn't even want to mention it because there was like a oh possible sexual abuse because that wasn't highly reported during the time that it was never stated anywhere as a thing it's theorized right again just because something isn't typically reported during that time doesn't mean it happened either so i didn't want to pull that in as a technical theory but possibly but again there was a lot of siblings in the house so it's if it was happening it probably wouldn't just be to her i'm assuming i don't know and i just want to say that like back in the past there was often this blaming of Mm -hmm. the um female parent as being like a refrigerator mom Mm -hmm. that would lead to Kids having problems that I right. think is a sexist theory. Totally. As as a stepmom entering the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. So to me, there's so much layering of what each thing I read had a different angle completely. So I tried to piece together the different angles to put in as much as I felt relevant. The sexual abuse thing, there was nothing other than could have happened. I mean, to me, if she's going to do this, which is so outside of the cultural norms at that time, I think it would take a lot more than, like, now at times. Right. Like, what is the pattern of history I mean, before? There has to be some... I didn't read trauma in this at all. But there has to from, be some from pattern how of she, behavior. But, but in less of personality. Like, in, in, in the terms of, like, so, yes, she was very prominent in the community. She was well-known. She was well-liked. She gave money. She da-da-da. Dad gave money. And now dad's... the bed. And now dad... fires. And now... kill animals. But again, if your whole if if it's about presentation in the community that's been groomed to you by your family because your your dad has a lot of money and you have to present a certain way, those things are probably hidden that's and covered right. up. Uh, that guy, filthy rich. Oh, Elon. No. <laughs> oh. 
Elon. Elon. There's a lot more that's come uh, to light about Elon. Epstein's, um, oh, pedophile the island. stuff, right? Just the way her, like, she was raised by a very right. rich family. Oh. And, like, and so Giselle. Yes. But, well, but that's, yeah. that's not her name. Gislaine. But not Gizzy. Yeah. Um, but Gizzy. Yeah. But that's kind of my, my angle on it is, like, how she was viewed in court. Gislaine Maxwell. That's her name. How she was viewed in court was very sexist at the time. I mean, sexist to us now, but very normal yeah. for the time. Um, but this view that, you know, well, her her dad was from prominent money. She was of a Christian faith. She, you know, gave to the community. But how much of that is image that's expected of you when your dad's in this role and you're living with him in this household? You're not married yet. Like, what are you doing? What's your purpose? Um, so... And it's tough with these like historical right. cases because there's not there's we can't go back. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> right. no Twitter accounts we can look at what they post, you know. It's yeah. tough. So her her answers to police was contradictory. Initially she reported what if she had a Twitter account. Would she be <laughs> well initially she would have tweeted that she reported <laughs> tweeted. tweeted that she reported here. Or a, I have a Twitter. I don't know how this works. That's what the I rabbit on Bambi said. So I don't know if it's Twitter me. either, but I know it's called a tweet. Twitter's boring. It's like it just seems like a cesspool. It's stupid. Um, soda. Initially, she reported hearing a groan or a scraping noise or a distress distress call before entering the house. So it changed. Like I heard a scraping. I heard a groan. I heard someone yelling for help. Two hours later, she told police she heard nothing at all and actually entered the house, not really realizing that anything was wrong Maybe. at all. No, Lizzie. So at first she said she came downstairs because she heard a noise. There was also a report that she heard a scraping sound. There's another report that she heard just someone in distress. And then she reported two hours later that she came into the house and heard nothing at all, didn't know anything was wrong. I don't like that. When asked where her stepmom was, she recounted Abby receiving a note, again from a friend, which they never found. Um, most of the officers who interviewed her reported they disliked her attitude. And I'm confused about this again, because it could have been from the time. But again, this is opposite to how she is viewed normally by the public. Mm-hmm. So they said they didn't like her attitude. They said she was too calm and poised. She could be in shock. So her parents are just smurred. Nobody checked her for blood stains. There's no one that checked her clothes at the time of the incident to see if she had bloodstains on her. So that, to me, is a big flop. Police did search her room, but it was very rudimentary at most. Uh, at trial, they admitted to not doing a proper search because she said she wasn't feeling well. So she made a statement she wasn't feeling well, and it kind of rushed them through looking through her space um, as a daughter of the victim. So they were criticized this late for this later um, for the lack of diligence in the basement. Go ahead. Idaho murders. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's it is very right. similar. A lot of parallels. This Moscow, seriously I, came. I, it is Moscow. Yes. Yes. It's Moscow. Okay. Moscow. Not, Not the cow. It's the co. Moscow. Moscow. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Still right. unsolved. This um, is still unsolved too. It's really going to be sad if this. You know, 200 years from now, yeah, it's still due diligence. 
Um, they've released a description of a white, I think, Hyundai Elantra. So mm. look that up. If you know anything about that, please do record it. it. It's the only like clue they've given out where they're asking for the help of the public. So I did think about that too. When I was reading this, it came up a lot in my mind. Um, if this goes unsolved for that long, I, I'm going to be so distressed. Well, I'm not even personally involved. And that's what stressed me about this was the human humanity of it. Reading this is like, okay, th- if things were done correctly, would we have known an absolute? Because there could have been an absolute here, possibly, if they had done things right. To their times, like to their I, time. I think we can not searching nothing, judge the not past looking, based but again, on present knowledge. But that's the whole thing. But as a woman, part of what a woman, this is what purely drove the jury is a woman of this stature of this involvement in the Christian community would never do this. That alone had such a sway on on the time. So. I have a hard time with this. So they found two axes, a hatchet head with a broken handle in the basement. The hatchet head that was found that they suspect was used um, appeared to have a break in the handle that appeared fresh. There was, however, ash and dust on it. Unlike the other bladed tools, it had been, it appeared to be deliberately applied, like rubbed on it versus just like patina. To try to hide fingerprints. Right. Right, and blood. But, however, it wasn't coated in blood. Like, like, oh, yes, that was the murder weapon. So there was some intentionality behind that. We need that, like, what's that? Forensic investigator that studies, like, blood splatters. Right, right, right. Like, would it be realistic to do this act and not be covered in blood? But that's modern times. You but know, that's, that's why, and, and that's what we the, don't defense have that said. the defense said. In this amount of time, she would have been covered in blood after those two murders. And they said, if she planned this the way that we think that she had to have planned this, she would have been naked. She would have taken her clothes off. She would have murdered them and put on her clean dress. And Which they, laughed far they laughed at her in court. But if this is someone who did plan this ahead of time, she would have thought about, I'm going to have blood on me. How do I take care of that? And the maid is going to be in the house. I feel her doing it naked is very far fetched for the time. Right. Like there, I think there would have been again of behavior that would have been outside the norm, and there's nothing. No, but again, again, so would the maid. The maid didn't have blood when they went there either to So maybe it's an outside person. Okay, and that's what that's what Lizzie says is she know. says that somebody came in her report is somebody came into what the house the damn and an abuse and uh them greedy stepkids came and attacked the dad. She did not There's some business but she said yeah. but she said that she saw this happen. She did not say it was a sibling. You you would think that if it's a sibling you have contested with over finances, you would say it was so and so who came in and did this. She didn't. She said it was some unknown attacker who came in and attacked her dad. That actually sounds feasible. So that's what she said. I mean it could be. It could be. I it mean she happen. was acquitted, right? So we don't know. Okay, so here's here's the next bit. Just to throw a wrench in that. Because again, I went back and forth. Here we go. Yeah. Because of the mysterious illnesses, the family's milk and Andrew and Abby's stomachs were removed during autopsy and tested. No poison was found. Residents suspected. So, okay. So 
Lizzie reported and residents and the town store reported that the day before the murder happened, Lizzie purchased a diluted form of what's it called? It's an acid, basically a hydrocyanic acid Hmm. from the local drugstore the day before. Her defense was that she inquired about the acid to clean her furs. However, defense had an expert come in and said that it does not have antiseptic properties that would have been used for cleaning, that it would not have been advised for her to use for cleaning purposes. That had been she tried to poison them with that, but it didn't come up on the tests because that wasn't made. They weren't looking for it. So she already, she tried poisoning them. And it didn't didn't work. work. And so then she was frustrated and the family's getting suspicious. Mom went to the doctor the day before for suspected poisoning. So, all right. I would still want to see a pattern from childhood of <laughs> something that would connect. But the to me, a rich family that doesn't want a pattern to be shown won't let it be known. You know, if it's not to the point of murder in the 1890s, it's not going to show up in the record books. Like, But that's why it's tough to like pin it on her. Anything. Right, but who who else? It's so long ago. Right, right. So, okay, so Lizzie and Emma's friend, Alice Russell, decided to stay with them the night following the murders while Morse spent the night in the attic guest room. Um, Police were stationed around the house that night, during which an officer said he had seen Borden enter the cellar with Russell, her friend, carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail. He stated he saw both women exit the sailor cellar, sorry, <laughs> after which Borden returned alone, though he was unable to see what she was doing. He stated it appeared she was bent over the sink. So this is the night of the murder bent over a sink in the cellar with her best friend, who she had specifically requested the maid go get with the doctor, which to me is odd. I mean, that's odd to me. I wouldn't think get my best friend too. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, my dad is obviously axe murdered on the couch. Get the fucking doctor. So I don't. Again, different you opinions. Cause for another support. Not maybe. at that moment. Maybe two hours later. She's probably not an INTJ. She's probably an E. <laughs> Who then has her friend go in the basement to help her you know wash I mean? off whatever murder thing and she did. And E would immediately probably. call a friend. That would be first. Would that be first thing? Yes. You see your dead I know a lot of bees. I know a lot of bees. All right. I don't know many. So they they talk to people <laughs> constantly and immediately. So to the detriment of calling other people that maybe should be called. That next day, the police conducted a more thorough search on the house. They inspected the sisters' clothes, confiscated the broken handle, hatchet, blah blah. blah. So here's my issue: is they let them stay in the fucking house. <laughs> That whole night until they then go in and confiscate the supposed murder weapon and the clothes. Again, she was seen going downstairs in the cellar on the yeah. night of the murder with her best friend leaning over a sink. Just saying at a certain point, too many coincidences become a raise the eyebrow at least. At least. I mean, that's like the old. It's like The thing with the old days. It's like it's different. Like obviously now they'd be like, you have to leave the house. We're doing an investigation. Mm-hmm. They put up yellow tape. They probably didn't even have yellow tape well, then. But to tell you how... Maybe they had so yellow police, yarn. The at the time came out the next morning and told her she Take was a caution. suspect. So the police at that point were like, we suspect you. Yeah, but they didn't this make them leave. They didn't jury, put up yellow yarn. Not initially, but after that first night of monitoring the house, she was marked a suspect. 
And then it was in the jury in the courtroom where this all crashed as far as any evidence, any interviews and testimonies went down the toilet because they were all circumstantial. Okay, so they never determined whether the dress, so she said she was washing her dress because she rubbed up against fresh paint. In my opinion, again, why are you rubbing up against fresh paint against the day? You know what they, there was nothing freshly painted in the house. So the day your parents get brutally axe murdered, you rub up against fresh paint somehow and are watching. What are those workers doing? They were upstairs in the attic. Were they not painting? Based on that, I feel like it was her. Oh, just because of the dress cleaning, Sarah? No, her, her, to me though, the excuse that that was used, I brushed up against fresh paint. She had a specific excuse versus something that could sound mundane, I'd believe more. Like, I had to do laundry. on my clothes. (laughs) Fresh paint. <laughs> Who was painting? There was nothing freshly painted in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's weird. It's weird. Okay. I would have believed wine, a wine spill. So agreed. Agreed. So <laughs> she should have said that. So I shouldn't commit a murder tonight. Is that what you're saying? Is that all the? Or act? I should. Is that whole <laughs> <act>? <laughs> I I had that planned for five weeks. <laughs> Oh I was just watching this wine. got really dark <laughs> so i want to wait i'm sitting here reading and you guys are talking about murder did it's i miss just wine is it gonna be me that's all i need to know sarah thinks it's her you think it's you i have an alarm system but i don't think it's gonna be you <laughs> if okay all right it's gonna tangent let's not um contain it um so i told you a bit about the trial already I wanted to share something I did find. So five days before the trial in the same town, same town, there Bertha Manchester was found hacked to death by a hatchet like object in her kitchen. The similarities were brought up by um, and noted uh, by the jurors actually like, Hey, this just came up. This is very similar. However, Jose, Correa de Mayo, a Portuguese immigrant, was convicted of this murder in 1894 was de- and was determined not to have been in the vicinity of the Fall River at the time of the Borden murders. So something happened similar in the same town, but not in the vicinity at the time when these murders happened. So just throwing up a question mark, possibly. But again, he was detained and not in the vicinity. So he wouldn't have been the one to do the Borden murders, but it's possibly... I... It was Lizzie. Well, and that's what... The question mark is, did she do something else to someone who she maybe also felt a certain way about or who maybe knew something about? Because it's so close to the time of... She was already... Have so been was accused. she a serial killer? So the question. Right. The poison thing... I feel like she might be partially judged because she looks kind of creepy. There was a mention about her past. Have you seen her face? Not recently. Is her face in her thing? Yeah, she's not that creepy, though. I I mean, I think. For the time, she's not that There may be a creepy judgment. I don't think there's that. No, there's another view of her. I think she tried to point them. So the hard part of her. I think her eyes are really close together. Her. Yeah. So the thing is, which is not like uh, conventional beauty. I'm so torn because before this happened, it's not like she had a bad identity in the community. 
she was viewed as like a saint. That's what she's saying. Like, was there any history of weird reports? Yeah. But not really. No. It's no, not but the, I find it a hard time believing it. Unless she had a specific vendetta against. Well, yeah, no, a lot of, how long it was lot, super genius. Well, but again, huge family conflict. And again, for the time, do we really fully understand what that means emotionally for this family? Probably not. But this huge emotional conflict, again, involving the step siblings who are favored, she's sent away, possibly during this, to not be involved. And then she comes back, and within a week, so these murders age. happen. Right, like, but she chose not to come back to the house and have that like hotel break. But did she choose, or did Daddy send them away? Because it was both sisters that went. Pissed her off even more. And Mm -hmm. and who comes into the house while she's gone? Her step siblings discussing finances. So she's property. Sister though, right? Sister would have, I think, been incommunicado. They were, so there's some debate about that. Like, they weren't super close as well. But, like, I to me, from what I read it, it didn't necessarily read like they would have been in cahoots or anything from what I read. I don't know about cahoots, but I feel like there would have been some confiding. Like, she would be so mad. Like, like, unless, not mad. unless she was upstairs with stepmom in that moment and was arguing because again, guest bedroom, guest bedroom, yeah. you know, it's not why she's sleeping. It's not in the middle of the it night. It can't be a hundred percent in the moment because she has a hat trick. <laughs> you don't just but, like carry that with you all the but, time. But you know, the maid is there has told been some premeditation. And how about this? We don't know who told the maid fully, like it was just instructed to her to clean the outside windows, which is a, a very big project to do when you've instructed your, you know, the homeowners that you're feeling sick. On an extremely hot day. Because the only person who was in the house during that time was Lizzie. So it gave some huge amount of t- alone time inside the house. And maybe the maid had like, um, I don't know, she had this relationship with Lizzie. And so she was a little bit trying to cover for her. Like she Because there was some changing. And then she was like, oh, crap. Like, I need to like. I need a story. And yeah, then her story was off because of like that. she was on Lizzie's side. Yes, because maids know everything about all like the dynamics that are going on in a house. Right. So, I mean, at least according to Downton Abbey, when when asked where her mom was, she said that there she was visiting a sick friend. But we know the timeline doesn't match with that. So to me, that's a huge like. Mm-mm, sorry, she's um, friends. I mean, to me, that doesn't entirely fit with. But she received a note. Being a psychopathic murderer. She received a note that she wasn't in the house at the time that I was in the house alone with her. But there was no note, no friend to confirm that. That never happened. It never I'm happened. So on the with the whole thing. Okay. All right. That's fine. So she stated that at, that she thought Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. Sylvan and a neighbor, Miss Churchill, were halfway up the stairs. I leveled the floor. They were able to see in and saw Abby lying on the floor face down. Most of the officers who interviewed Borden reported that they, oh, I already talked about it. Just like your attitude, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Lizzie and Emma's friend um, stayed there and then the police came through and did the thorough search the next day. The next morning, Russell entered the kitchen. So the maid entered the kitchen to find Borden tearing up a dress. She explained that she was planning to put it in the fire because it was covered in paint. It was Lizzie. It was never determined whether it was the dress she had been wearing during the murders. So again, like within a 
day of the murder or the next day of the murder, you're in there. So you're downstairs first night seen over a sink with your best friend. The next day you're reported by the maid to have been tearing up a dress saying you're going to burn it because there was paint on it. Both reasons you gave the excuse of paint. So who burns a dress over paint? For me, if I was on the jury, you know, my instruction is beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would not convict Mm -hmm. because I don't have beyond a reasonable doubt. I have doubts. There's no DNA testing at the time. There's none of that. I'm not saying acquit, but I'm not saying guilty either. Like there's, I have a lot of unknowns. So here's one of the kind of like one of the biggest reasons. So her back and forth. So I would have been excused. I would have been excused. I'm going to make it even better for you right now. So they (laughs) tossed how she waffled, right? Waffled on on her stuff. Waffles that was tossed out by the judge because she was um, one didn't have a lawyer at that point when she was being questioned. The second thing, she was under a prescribed level of morphine by her doctor. WTF? That's a whole nother. Right. So cognitively be like representing any kind of reality so that was tossed out by the judge which i would say Good right there. rightly so i don't think it necessarily makes her not the murderer but rightly so you can't testify when you're fucking so that got murder. tossed out but that was heavily leaned on by the the uh, prosecutors i don't know they wasn't talked about it was between her doctor and her for why she had a morphine she prescription Obviously, there's some issues that needed morphine, but maybe she didn't take that day. Her behavior was erratic, was reported. Um, During the questioning, it was, uh, she would answer questions, sometimes only answer questions that benefited her and refused to answer questions that seemed to not benefit her. She was very aware of those. Or she's like withdrawing from morphine and... No, but irritated. But that's not what she's saying. That's not what they're saying. They're saying there were specific questions that angled towards her being potentially guilty, and she was very aware of that. Yeah, and but if chose, morphine's in the picture, she cho- but she chose. How do you? We if have you to think consider it, that. If you say it's morphine, then there should be indiscriminate, like meh, all over the place. But if I could be seen in a certain light here, I'm going to not answer that. And then the ones that viewed her beneficially, she answered clearly. So that's at least what was reported by the police at the time. But that could be just smart. I mean, she's just intelligent. Which like, she is. I don't want to. Which she is. Answer yeah. things that you guys are trying. And she to is smart. On me, mm-hmm. and I don't say it. She, according to the police, she contradicted herself, providing alternative accounts in that morning. Um. So there's all of that was odd. The maid giving the contrary excuse to the to the prosecutors was viewed as she's. Per- initially protected like you mentioned and then and then changed that once she realized the severity of oh my gosh she actually might have done this she then changed Not, her she actually might have i know she did it and now you right might right you know that his shoes were on exactly right mm-hmm. okay so with that i'm just going to share some, so she was she was acquitted they said it was too much consequential stuff um, they didn't know enough. The They said the murder, the hatchet, um, one of the things, because there was no handle found for the hatchet, even though there was like a, a, a break in the thing, but they never found the handle. And they said, oh, that's because she probably burned it to get rid of the evidence. But that's basically saying there's no proof 
to a jury, right? There's no proof that she did that, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, she did a good cover-up. So it's just gone. Um, okay, so with that, da, 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 in the courtroom, they actually brought, this actually ended up hurting prosecution. I think they thought it was going to help. They brought out the skulls of the mom and dad and set them on the table in front of oh to show the severity of the wounds to the skull breakage and she passed out. So they viewed that as she's such a Christian, honest woman who would pass out and like have that reaction. So, you know, again, could honestly be, or it could be a bit show who knows. Feeling bad, guilty for what she did. Potentially. Potentially. I mean, passing allegedly, was allegedly culturally common at that time for women. Right, but how much of that is also... It was hunting. a behavioral thing. Right, right, right. That was <gasps> a common this part of This is too culture. extreme for what I should be seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yes. So, they said it, her inquest testimony was inadmissible because she didn't have a lawyer. She was prescribed on morphine. Um, they said the prussic acid statement was thrown out as well because it was a lot of hearsay about her going to the store. There was no, you know, actual evidence that she did do that. Um, even though she did say that she went there and bought it for her furs, but again, there was no physical evidence of it. I know she she actually bit herself more. I think in a current day trial, a lot of her biting her own ass in the explanations would have came up, but. At the time, it was brushed off, potentially, allegedly. Um, the hatchet was very clean. How did she clean herself so quickly? Um, reports of seeing someone else around the house ended up biting them as well. Of people working in the home, so there may have been other people present. His estate was worth about $7 million, which to me leans the direction. Like there's motive potentially there. Because she did get money. I have to pay. I'll be back. Good. And I have a lot of thoughts. Good. We're going to do a wrap-up thought. The head fell on the floor. We'll get it later. It's okay. Fine. So, (laughs) um, the Fall River Historical Society had given money for her to tour Europe, and lawyers did say he had concern for her. Oh, I see that happening. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Save. (laughs) And the the real last point of the court stuff I want to say, I'm going to say it again before she comes in here, is I really dislike that right before the jury goes in to make their decision, that they made after 90 minutes of an all-white male jury, that he says to her, quote, or says to them, quote, consider her Christian character while discussing her fate. To me, a person in position of power who says that to a group of white men about a Christian white female prominently known in your community for helping and aiding people. Also, the victim, you know, her dad just brutally axe murdered and he's a prominent figure in the community. That's going to have a huge sway on my decision at that time. Mm -hmm. And I dislike it. The judge should not have said that. No. Should have been impartial. Yeah. But you could already see that the judge made their decision before the jury even did. Trying to sway the jury. Right. So. I mean, why though? Why do you think the. (laughs) Yeah. We've had backlash before, but you can't. I'm like, 
Hey, here's Sarah. <laughs> you get a little snippet. Naomi's going to be bad. I know. This, is, this happened last time. <laughs> I'm going to run. <laughs> She's going to run before Naomi comes she, back. She, no, I, I have a question of why yeah. do you think the judge was, um, you know, on Lizzie's side and was mm-hmm. trying to convince the jury? I think because he was the one, again, choosing to dismiss uh, witnesses, dismiss evidence because it was circumstantial, which, again, a lot of it is during that time and the way it was set up. It was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she wasn't caught doing it. Mm-hmm. And nobody in would convict her of that unless they were caught doing it. Okay, so hey, the only I see two- you tossing heads. <laughs> I didn't. You're not head. going to notice that the head tosser. I didn't top it just to be known. Um, I just wanted to say, prepare for your glasses. Um. The one thing I wanted to say is I still do not like the fact that the judge said right before the jury goes in, just regardless of anything, a judge should be impartial. And the judge saying, consider her Christian character while discussing her fate, quote, before they go in and make a 90-minute decision. My final thought. Please do And I thought about this while I was paying. I need to (laughs) think about it more. I'm a firm believer that we should not judge the past on current knowledge. So trying to put myself in the mindset of those times, the very fact that a female was acquitted speaks to the super lack of evidence because I think that was those anything that would have convicted her, it would have gone for the I think it's completely opposite because she was a woman of a prominent man in the community and because she was the known as a christian and known as the the person that helped people like she was the epitome at the time of christian morals and if she were convicted what would that mean like to me it's the opposite i can see what you're saying too it could be it and it could be either and that's really the point <laughs> she was acquitted which means that legally she did not do it legally Right. So I would like to say this is still unsolved to this day. Her new house that she had um, after this had four bathrooms. I just want to say that <laughs> after her household had none. Wasn't there a lot of haunting reports? So so it's very interesting. So that, yes, the guest house. So this whole house can actually rent it. It's a guest house B&B now. You can actually stay in the room that the stepmom got murdered in, mm-hmm. which is... Terrifying. Yeah, I've saw a lot of shows. Yeah, right, right. The Fall River, Fall River Historical Society actually has the hatchet there. Her intestines that were in, um, like the skin samples that were tested for poison. Um, yeah. They have some like just things from the original trial that I think are kind it's of interesting. The notes, right? The original yeah. notes that were written during trial and stuff are, are there. Yeah. So that's interesting. So after this, she really was, it's interesting because how the community kind of protected her up to that point really went down the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she began to be ostracized by the community after this all happened, even after being acquitted, she would get rocks, eggs thrown at her by kids. She really became like really left mainstream community. She got just ostracized. I mean, we see that today. People okay. are 
not even convicted in the legal system, but media convicts them, and right. then it's over for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about cancel culture. And that's exactly, yeah. um, she did, um, I want to say when she passed away, she did have a lot of money go to like a humane society of sorts for pets and like her, again, money goes to donations and things like it did when it was in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, no one attended her funeral when she passed away. Nobody. She was buried next to her parents. She, her and her sister had a falling out prior and didn't, weren't speaking. So she really did um, have a, like really a petering out. Um, She did have a lot of money and she used that money in ways that she, she would have prior from what it looked like as well, but she had the money to do it. She bought her own means from that after her parents passed away. There you go. And yeah, it's been really through folk rhyme, through culture. It has been really built into this thing. I don't think when I first heard of her that I ever knew that she was even acquitted of it. It just sounds like she's an axe murderer. Yeah. Yeah, So there's this perception too. I mean, again, if you knew she was a murderer, to me, I read enough. I still would. Because I think that she wasn't given an opportunity for, um, re- like, change. I you know, I mean, we have a lot of murderers that are, go to prison. They're offered, like, to talk about your last topic, rehabilitation, sense, right? and she wasn't offered that. Like, I, she I died being villainized. Um, she died being a murderer without the conviction. I agree with that. And she's still like vilified in games like it's a fun thing with kids well i mean and she died before it became too like that could be any of us yes or me especially (laughs) you know if i go on a murderous rampage this is where we get into the projection bit with mirrors no this is real i you have not been axe murdered not yet I'm not gonna like predict the future. I am not. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. A fortune teller. <laughs> I don't know. Not know what the future holds. So, but again, that rhyme still exists today in a lot of uh, like people know it, and people know it from the eighteen whatever. So she's been con- being convicted over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And she was back then. But what's interesting to me is what made the shift in her community. Because her community was behind her up to a point. And she was acquitted. I know. And she was acquitted by the... But again, this community was completely behind her. She did nothing but help them. And she gets acquitted and everyone ends up leaving her. And this is just conjecture. I think she did not behave in the way they expected her to. Maybe they expected her to just jump back into normal life. And maybe she retreated. And they didn't trust that. And they judge that. Maybe. Because if I went through all that, I'd be like, fuck all this. Like, I'm just going to farm some rutabagas. I still, like, if this were... I'm not going on my normal, like, charity rounds. What I don't like about this, though, is, like, the immigrant who happened to be in town gets instantly found guilty of the axe murder charges where she's already suspected for murdering her own family members and he gets guilty that same week and she gets acquitted within 90 minutes as a white Christian woman. 
he yes he was found murdered. yeah he was found guilty but he did not get found guilty of these ones because there was no physical way he could have possibly been there if he could have been with no evidence i guarantee you they would have stuck that with him but that's my problem is okay immigrant minority versus christian white woman like yeah but i really who had her eyes were really close together and it didn't conform with but she already was conformed with society no but i think that's why they loved her no but i think that's part of why it has sustained i never saw a picture of her before this Uh, oh i did and that's not the picture that i have grown up with what have you grown up with it's a different picture where her close eyesight is more pronounced that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) um so if yeah but that's like probably is that too kind is that her ego ego ideal image um let me see here if you haven't listened to our last podcast please do so because we talk about prison pen pals and disturbing shit found on google earth is this more of what you're talking about the close eye set yes okay so there's a closer eye set yes that's the picture that i grew up with seeing that one which you know they've done studies on what do people think is beautiful and it's not a close eyesight if you go in august to the bnb they do hold reenactments of the murder if you're you know that kind of person (laughs) i don't like reenactments i feel like it i but you could just stay in the room which that would freak me out no i would do that that. that i mean i wouldn't sleep just even being in the house where the murders happen i mean you probably had a murder happen in that fucking closet which is why it's so weird so it's an old house they did yeah well paul um has history with this house from before before i knew him and i bought this house so this used to be in the 80s an old punk rock party house and paul told me like back in the 80s about by the fireplace that he saw some punk rock chip like piercing her lip with a giant safety pin (laughs) yeah hardcore so um, if you want to financially support our podcast, be our patron on Patreon. It's only a dollar. You get access to exclusive content. Um, if you want to support our podcast in other ways, give us some positive reviews because like it. we don't get a lot of reviews overall. Like we get <laughs> some positive ones, but then we get, we'll get Which is, yeah. based on a certain topic, a deluge of negative ones. Based like, on how they feel about the topic. Like, I was shocked by, um, after we posted our Brittany Griner podcast, how many negative posts we got. Like, I but was again, really shocked. But ab- again, about her and the topic and it's like that's not really our point and purpose is like again even with my topic you know we're talking about it's kind of the whole point is pointing fingers in many directions but it's not about judgment about really any of our topics we're not i deleted all their to- their comments yes they were super negative and not um constructive at all right like we care about your opinions we really do but not everybody's it- opinions not everybody's opinions not the mean ones right well it was just just hate being yeah there's a difference between hateful and sharing and by that i mean delete how this impacts you get your mind out of the gutter people and until next time watch out for the smoke and mirrors and um the doris song was right 
People are strange when you're a stranger. What is that song? Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked. When you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange. <laughs> Bye. People come out of the rain. When you're strange. <laughs> it's truth. It's truth. <laughs>